September of Diary of an Old Soul. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lydia. The Diary of an Old Soul by George MacDonald. September. The First. We are a shadow and a shining, we. One moment nothing seems but what we see, nor ought to rule but common circumstance. Naught is to seek but praise, to shun but chance. A moment more, and God is all in all, and not a sparrow from its nest can fall, but that its chirp goes up into his hall. The second. I know at least which is the better mood. When on a heap of cares I sit and brood, like Job upon his ashes sorely vexed, I feel a lower thing than when I stood the world's true heir, fearless as on its stalk, a lily meeting Jesus in his walk. I am not all mood, I can judge betwixt. The third. Such differing moods can scarce to one belong. Shall the same fountain sweet and bitter yield? Shall what bore late the dust mood, think and brood till it bring forth the great believing mood or that which bore the grand mood bald and peeled sit down to croon the shabby sensual song to hug itself and sink from wrong to meaner wrong the fourth in the low mood the mere man acts alone moved by impulses which if from within yet far outside the centre man begin but in the grand mood every softest tone comes from the living god at very heart from thee who infinite core of being art thee who didst call our names ere ever we could sin the fifth there is a coward sparing in the heart offspring of penury and low-born fear prayer must take heed nor overdo its part asking too much of him with open ear sinners must wait not seek the very best cry out for peace and be of middling cheer false heart thou cheatest god and dost thy life molest the sixth thou hungerest not thou thirstest not enough thou art a temporizing thing mean heart down drawn thou pickst up straws and wretched stuff stooping as if the world's floor were the chart of the long way thy lazy feet must tread Thou dream'st of the crown hung over thy head, but that is safe. Thou gatherest hairs and fluff. The seventh. Man's highest action is to reach up higher, stir up himself to take hold of his sire. Then best I love you, dearest, when I go and cry to love's life I may love you so as to content the yearning making love that perfects strength divine in weakness fire, and from the broken pots calls out the silver dove the eighth poor am i god knows poor as a withered leaf poorer or richer than i dare not ask to love aright for me were hopeless task eternities too high to comprehend but shall i tear my heart in hopeless grief or rise and climb and run and kneel and bend and drink the primal love so love in chief the ninth then shall love wake and be its own high life then shall I know tis I that love indeed, ready without a moment's questioning strife, to be forgot like bursting water-bead, 
for the high good of the eternal dear all hope all claim resting with spirit clear upon the living love that every love doth breed ten ever i seem to fail in utterance sometimes amid the swift melodious dance of fluttering words as if it had not been the thought has melted vanished into night sometimes i say a thing i did not mean and lo tis better by thy ordered chance than what eluded me floating to feathery light eleven if thou wouldst have me speak lord give me speech so many cries are uttered nowadays that scarce a song however clear and true will thread the jostling tumult safe and reach the ears of men buzz-filled with poor denays barb thou my words with light make my song new and men will hear or when i sing or preach the twelfth can anything go wrong with me i ask and the same moment at a sudden pain stand trembling up from the great river's brim comes a cold breath the farther bank is dim the heaven is black with clouds and coming rain high soaring faith is grown a heavy task and all is wrong with weary heart and brain the thirteenth things do go wrong i know grief pain and fear i see them lord it soar and wide around from her fair dwelling answers truth star-crowned things wrong are needful where wrong things abound things go not wrong but pain with dog and spear false faith from human hearts will hunt and hound the earth shall quake neath them that trust the solid ground the fourteenth things go not wrong when sudden i fall prone but when i snatch my upheld hand from thine and proud or careless think to walk alone then things go wrong when i poor silly sheep to shelves and pits from the good pasture creep not when the shepherd leaves the ninety and nine and to the mountains goes after the foolish one the fifteenth lo now thy swift dogs over stone and bush after me straying sheep loud barking rush there's fear and shame and empty heart and lack and lost love and a thousand at their back i see thee not but know thou hound'st them on and i am lost indeed escape is none see there they come down streaming on my track the sixteenth i rise and run staggering double and run but whither 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 for escape the sea lies all about this long-necked cape there come the dogs straight for me every one me live despair life centre of alarms ah lo twixt me and all his barking harms the shepherd lo i run fall folded in his arms the seventeenth there let the dogs yelp let them growl and leap it is no matter i will go to sleep like a spent cloud past pain and grief and fear out from behind it unchanged love shines clear oh save me christ i know not what i am i was thy stupid self-willed greedy lamb would be thy honest and obedient sheep the eighteenth why is it that so often i return from social converse with a spirit worn a lack a disappointment even a sting of shame as for some low unworthy thing because i have not careful first of all set my door open wide back to the wall 
ere i at others doors did knock and call the nineteenth yet more and more of me thou dost demand my faith and hope in god alone shall stand the life of law not trust the rain and sun to draw the golden harvest o'er the land i must not say this too will pass and die the wind will change round will the seasons run law is the body of will of conscious harmony the twentieth who trusts a law might worship a god of wood half his soul slumbers if it be not dead he is a live thing shut in chaos crude hemmed in with dragons a remorseless head still hanging over its uplifted eyes no god is all in all and nowhere dies the present heart and thinking will of good the twenty-first law is our schoolmaster our master christ lived under all our laws yet always prayed so walked the water when the storm was highest law is thy father's thou hast it obeyed and it thereby subject to thee hast made to rule it master for thy brethren's sakes well may he guide the law by whom law's maker makes the twenty-second death haunts our souls with dissolution strife soaks them with unrest makes our every breath a throw not action from god's purest gift wipes off the bloom and on the harp of faith its fretted strings doth slacken still and shift life everywhere perfect and always life is sole redemption from this haunting death the twenty-third god thou from death dost lift me as i rise its leaf from my garments drips and flows ere long i shall be safe in upper air with thee my life with thee my answered prayer where thou art god in every wind that blows and self alone and ever softly dies there shall my being blossom and i know it fair the twenty-fourth i would dig master in no field but thine would build my house only upon thy rock yet am but a dull day with a sea-sheen why should i wonder then that they should mock who in the limbo of things heard and seen hither and thither blowing lose the shine of every light that hangs in the firmament divine the twenty-fifth lord loosen in me the hold of visible things help me to walk by faith and not by sight i would through thickest veils and coverings see into the chambers of the living light lord in the land of things that swell and seem help me to walk by the other light supreme which shows thy facts behind man's vaguely hinting dream the twenty-sixth i see a little child whose eager hands search the thick stream that drains the crowded streets for possible things hid in its current slow Nearby, behind him a great palace stands where kings might welcome nobles to their feet soft sounds sweet scents fair sights there only go there the child's father lives but the child does not know the twenty-seventh on eager hungry busy-seeking child rise up turn round run in run up the stair far in a chamber from rude noise exiled thy father sits pondering how thou dost fare the mighty man will clasp thee to his breast will kiss thee stroke the tangles of thy hair and lap thee warm in fold on fold of lovely rest the twenty-eighth the prince of this world came and nothing found in thee o master but ah woe is me 
he cannot pass me on other business bound but spying in me things familiar he casts over me the shadow of his flight and straight i moan in darkness and the fight begins afresh betwixt the world and thee the twenty-ninth in my own heart o master in my thought betwixt the woolly sheep and hairy goat not clearly i distinguish but i think thou knowest i fight upon thy side the how i am ashamed of for i shrink from many a blow am borne on the battle-tide when i should rush to the front and take thy foe by the throat the thirtieth the enemy still hath many things in me yea many an evil nest with open hole gapes out to him at which he enters free but like the impact of a burning coal his presence mere straight rouses the garrison and all are up in arms and down on knee fighting and praying till the foe is gone End of September. Recording by Lydia. www.a-wayfarer.com.